sounds of Everest. Welcome to Small Worlds Podcast. My name is Corey O'Flanagan. And my name is Leanne Davidson. The recently recovered from altitude sickness, Leanne Davidson. Yeah, guys, it got me. Got me good. She got got. I uh, got got, but to be fair, it wasn't, wasn't got that good. Only for a day. Yeah, not even. A few hours. Slept it off. Um, anyway, we are going to be bringing you our um, continued coverage of our trek, 14-day trek of Everest Base Camp. We're doing days 8, 9, and 10 on this episode. Um, so there's going to be a lot of good information, but um, I think that the days were slight enough that it's better to combine these rather than just do some shorter ones. So, day 8, we woke up in the lovely... Boche village. We did indeed, and we woke up to snow. Did we wake up to snow? That was the day before. The snow was somewhat melted. Yep, we woke up to melted snow. Um, this is where we're supposed to do it every day as we go, but wasn't feeling that great. So, um, But Dingboche was very pretty. Um, we got to leave that village and go through all the, the glacial valleys, which was amazing. The highest glacier in the world, Kumbu. Kumba. Kumba. <laughs> Corey's shaking his head at me. So, we leave uh, Dingboche in the morning, and um, altitude is affecting our short-term memories. That was a bit of it I've got in my hand, I'm not sure. Yeah, hey, we were finally uh, drinking again. Woohoo! Chin-chin! Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we uh, had a nice morning walk through uh, this glacial valley, it just kind of, there, there's these beautiful just stone walls that they use to keep in the cattle and to uh, keep the cattle out of their potato patches where they're growing the patats. Potatoes. Potato patches. And um, walked up, it was only about an eight and a half or nine kilometer day. And after five kilometers of just a really nice gradual walk along, we're obviously above the tree line at this point, so... Endless views of the mountains and um, just beautiful. Yeah, and then the last, the last little bit had a bit of a climb, um, <clears throat> and you get up to this memorial area, which was really, um, it was really moving actually. So it was just basically a memorial area with like um, monuments about all the people who have lost their lives on Everest. Um, In the glacial valley, I think on, primarily on the peaks surrounding Everest. Yeah. And one thing that was kind of surprising to me was as you were reading some of these memorials, a lot of the people passed away after summiting and on yeah. their way down. Yeah, it's like on their way back. I have some questions about that. Yeah, do they just get adrenaline and just keep, don't go continue safely? Is it, shit, I've done what I needed to do, and then they're just exhausted and tired? I don't fucking know, but I'm going to try and find out. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, um, the Buche was lovely, the accommodation was nice, we had really heavy blankets, and um, we were lucky enough to have our own room, our own double bed, which is lovely. Yeah, one of the things that if you're traveling as a couple, or just as some people who like to share a bed together... Not allowed um, to touch. They're uh, keeping us pretty separated. Yeah. You could move the beds, but then you'd be blocking the door, and when that rush for the bathroom comes, you don't want that door to be blocked, so you and just got to suck it up and sleep alone. To be honest, it's probably working in my favor, because I don't have to smell Corey in the nighttime after not showering for 10 days. I've been putting on a symphony of dull bot. Dull bot. 
every evening, guys. The lentils get to you. It's been lovely. I'm a woman, so I don't do that. Obviously not. Um, so yeah, day nine. Um, so I, anyway, Labuche, we they've got a nice big common room with a nice yak poo fire like everywhere else. Um, Here's the thing, guys, is that they are not <coughs> firing off these fireplaces all day. Uh, they didn't fire it up until about 5 p.m. They put in one batch of yak poo that g- settles out about 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And then it starts cooling down, and it's probably just to make sure everyone just goes to bed at a reasonable hour. Yeah, it's their, their way of saying fuck off. We're We've not really sort figured out why they don't just fire off the, the fireplace all day and keep that thing warm, but we sat in there, obviously our pace has been fast, so we sat in there for like eight hours reading, playing cards, playing pig rollers, and uh, having a good time, but we were in all of our clothes. And still shivering. Every single garment. And that's been the common theme as we've gotten above 4,000 meters here is it has been cold in the common areas and in your room. There's nowhere to escape the cold. It's been a hard part. Um, but it's, I think it's just part of it. I think it's just something that you've got to realize is going to happen when you get up to this altitude. If you're doing Everest Base Camp, you're just... You're going to be freezing. Bring clothes, layer up, um, and just plan on being cold down to the bone just no no matter how many layers no matter how much merino wool you wear you are still going to be cold but, but that's it, okay those views are worth it the views are worth it um so yes yeah, so after waking up in labuche we're on day nine now this is the day we've all been waiting for we wait was it yeah it was that's the day we went up to everest base camp um first of all we stopped off in gorek shep which is where we would spend the night um, yeah, so about a five-kilometer hike from Labuche to Gorek Shep. Pretty gradual, but um, one way in, one way out, traffic jams. Steep on the ice. Yak jams. Um, it did snow that night again, so we were on a slick trail. Um, I had to do the crab slide a couple times in my running trainers. There was definitely just some some things you had to deal with, but it was a really nice hike. You're, you're going up the, um, the Kumba Glacier the whole time, which is doesn't really look like a glacier it just kind of looks like a big rock field but um, as you look closer and closer it's definitely just a big slab of ice with huge rocks within it Um, Mm -hmm. there just happens to be thousands and thousands of rocks so it's really beautiful you're getting to the point now where you're you're getting real close to Everest Base Camp so you've got the 8,000 foot peaks all around you and it is just amazing yeah it's just such a unique feeling yeah and um, a good tip for when you are in Gorek Shep, they do sell water for 400 rupee, which is about four Canadian dollars, um, or like three US dollars. Roughly. Um, but hot tip, <clears throat> it's all from the same place that you can go get it yourself. So um, there's like, if you just follow the tracks or follow the people, mostly locals, there's little puddles that you can go fill up. It's all from the glacier. Um and that's just what they're selling to you. So you might as well go and fill it up yourself. Don't forget to treat it. Um, yeah, just hot tip because if you pay four hundred, that's what you're getting anyway. So just put in the hard, the hard work, you know. Yeah. So after about five kilometers, you get to Gorik Shep. Um, drop off some of your gear because you're going to be staying there. Have a quick bite to eat. Pretty, pretty early lunch just because of uh, it's not that far of a of a trek to get there from Labuche. Um, but then you throw your gear up together and you pack the bag and head up to Everest Base Camp, which is only about two kilometers from the village. Another pretty easy hike, but everything's now over 5,000 meters, so you're moving slow. It, it really did kind of feel like I was in slow motion. Yeah. And for Larney over here, 
it was really slow motion. Oh my god. I if you know me, you know I don't like to walk slowly. But um yeah, I was fine one minute and next minute I had the headache, which you've been having pretty much every day at the high elevation. But then it just didn't go away and it was like a real pounding behind my eyes at the back of my head. Um this is about an hour away from every space camp. <clears throat> and I was just exhausted had a real bad headache, thought I was going to throw up. I kept, like, gagging. Um, but, yeah, so I should have probably turned around. But, you know, again, it was an hour away. I wasn't going to come all this way not to get there, so... She powered through. I, powered I was pretty through. proud of her. Um, I pushed ahead with our porter, and knowing that if she was going to turn around, she wouldn't want me to turn around with her, so I got up there a little bit early, hung out, and then she came through with our guide, and we relaxed a little bit, but then we're able to walk around and really check things out. I would say the most interesting thing of the area is the Kumbo Icefall. Oh my god. If you've seen the documentary Sherpa... Which you should. Which was also shown in Dingbachi, mm-hmm. um, at the cafe we were telling you about. Wow, to see that in person is where lots of people have passed away. The da- most dangerous part of summiting Everest. Just to be able to see it with your eyes, it is pretty much just it's, constant it's moving the start eyes. of a glacier, but it glaciers obviously move really slow. This you just don't know when these are gonna shift and with when it's gonna change, move. And, and the, the movie Sherpa is about what happened in twenty fourteen when there was a huge shift of ice, big avalanche or I think it, they said a fourteen thousand ton mm-hmm. piece of ice fell down on these um on these Sherpas and I think 16 of them died. It was pretty awful stuff. Definitely check it out. We're not going to spoil it for you or anything like that. But it was really interesting to see and um, and to put eyes on and just know that that is just the first day after leaving Everest Base Camp of going to the summit is your most dangerous day. And man, it just looks so rugged. It is just these huge blocks of ice. And the the guides and the Sherpas, they got to go out there with these ladders Multiple and just times. find the find the right trail because it just changes. I don't know how often, but daily, weekly, monthly. Yeah, it's um, pretty hectic. You just don't know what it's going to be, and it can just change at a moment's notice. So, pretty humbling and pretty cool to see that. And um, and yeah, just we we got really lucky. We were able to get the clouds to clear out and mm-hmm. get to see the the peak of Everest and a bunch of the other peaks that you're around and. At this time of year, the the base camp isn't as campy. There's a couple of tents put up. But, Could buy um, a hot hot cup of tea there, though. Yeah, Very could only impressive. imagine that uh, in the spring when it's at when it's at full volume and you've got everyone up there getting ready to summit that that place is humming. Yeah. So summary of day eight and nine. Everyone, I wasn't an isolated incident having a headache. Um, speaking to people just in the common areas, it's super normal. Don't be discouraged. Um, it's completely worth it when you see the views. And have an, have a manage your expectation of your accommodations in these last two or three stops that we've been talking about. Yeah. Ding Boche up to Gorek Shep. It's cold. Um, Unless you have a fever, it's pretty warm. I was pretty hot last night. Yeah. No, she was layered up. I wish I would have taken a picture of her because it was like it was like a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it got to two a.m. and I was having a fever and I was throwing all of those layers mm-hmm. off. And another little, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but, um, you know, something that we've been using, Leanne has, and I used last night just to help with the sleeping in the cold, is the uh, melatonin. melatonin. Well, it's like a treat. Really the last two off. nights are the only nights I haven't slept eight hours through. 
Um, I've been really comfortable sleeping yeah. this whole time. Overall, overall I feel like we've been pretty good. Yeah. So that brings us to today. Day 10. I still woke up feeling like shit. This was finally lost my appetite, which was a shock to everybody. Don't think that's ever happened. Seriously. Like she was pushing food over to me, which usually it's the opposite. It's pulling away. Yeah. Usually I'm like, if you don't give me, if you give me 49 out of 51. Yeah. Then I'm not happy. So there's a thing here where, um, in Nepal, where if you don't finish your plate of food, they think that, um, you know, that their belief is that you're going to have bad karma. And Leanne has absolutely believed in that with all of her heart. That's exactly why I eat so much. <laughs> That's it. I'm just trying to be respectful of the local customs. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Way to really sink what in. What can I say? What can I say? I'm a true traveler. Yeah. Um, so we left Gorakshep to Pangbache, where we are currently sat having a nice beer dropped down about 1200 meters today guys it was delightful i would say it was fucking it delightful. was fucking delightful it was our the second sun... full sunny day oh the sun was shining we were like the only people on the on the on the walk oh my god it was amazing lots there was of space. something about it i don't know why maybe we just jumped ahead of everybody and got off to an early start but um yeah, we were the only ones on the trail today, and we sucked up 18 kilometers in four hours with about a 45-minute lunch stop. Yeah. We were moving, and uh, we were thinking about going all the way to Namchi, uh, but my uh, plantar fasciitis started acting up. Old man disease. That, along with our guide telling us that we really shouldn't drop too much elevation in one day. Still not sure um, if that's just because she didn't want to go or if that's a scientific reason. It makes sense, but... Yeah. Uh, Oh, well. It's like the reverse of uh, scuba diving, so yeah, I, mean, I think still I have can see to, that. You still have to wait. Yeah. Um, but we're but yeah, we a really nice spot. I really like the spot that we're yeah, at. Yeah, me too. Great views. It was 18 kilometers. Um, yeah, so it was 18 kilometers in four hours. Um, but again, it was really nice. wasn't super um, downhill because I have bad knees. don't feel any pain. Pretty gradual hike overall. There yeah. was a couple of nice uphills to balance it out. and um, We went from like a winter wonderland to beautiful fall colors. It's like outside the window, it's all like red, yellow, green with a snowy mountain in the backdrop. Um, but when we started the day, it was just ice and rock and snow. Yeah. So it's like very dramatic change. Really cool to walk back down the valley that we'd been walking up last week. Um, just in the opposite, seeing the views from the opposite direction. And I don't know, it, every, every time you come up over a new little spine or edge or something, you just got a whole new vast array of mountains and it's just, it's endless, man. It, these, these are breathtaking views. And I remember at one point I just stopped and told Leanne that I felt like we were walking in a painting, which yeah. might be sentimental and romantic, but you have to understand that she was hopping on rocks for about three hours today, like a seven-year-old, which was just so lovely to watch. I had so much fun. Didn't fall once. <laughs> Yeah, good job. Thanks. <laughs> really fought off that altitude sickness. I was really proud of her. I didn't know for sure what was going to happen. The plan was to wake up this morning and go hike up this spot between like 3 and 4 in the morning to watch sunrise come up over the uh, mountains. But she wasn't feeling great. I didn't necessarily want to leave her. I got up about 5.36 and went and walked up just a little bit to snap some pictures because it was a pretty nice sunrise. But um, we might have missed out. You never know. No, but there it's was no be, way I would have made the, that. The mindset on that was we're traveling for another five and a half, six months here, and let's not risk getting sick and just kind of messing with it because our visas are coming to an end in like 
10 days or so and onto we've got to the be next adventure under the next one but um i can confirm going down does help and panadol panadol and going down the mountain helps a lot and maybe just jumping on rocks like a seven-year-old and the sunshine all those things combined all those things together just bring happy leanne absolutely um and to make an even happier duo when we got to our spot today we decided for the first time in 10 days it's time to have a shower guys wow holy f owen wilson wow it was something else and i mean you never know when they broadcast hot shower six dollars each for a hot shower canadian but fucking eight it was it was worth lovely. every i would have paid another six and i'm i'm gonna get a little graphic with you guys because no don't that's gross i wanted to just get my feet as clean as they could because i've been wearing the same socks for three days and i'm down to one pair of clean socks oh but my feet are clean everything's clean i feel so fresh so fine so i'm fresh not chafing so anymore because leanne used all the wet wipes and I'm just ready to... I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm at day one again. Personal hygiene is very important to me. Yeah. Those wet wipes were not used in vain. I had the cleanest bum in the whole of the mountain. I'm glad you did. Thanks for wondering. So yeah, guys, that's that's where we're at. Tomorrow, um, we go back to Namchi Bazaar, where we did a pod before. So I think what we're going to do here is these last um, few days, unless something really drastic happens, we are just going to be um, giving them all in one podcast because it's kind of just doing the reverse of what we've already done. Um, but should be some cool stuff. I think we're going to start throwing some more alcohol in our in our veins. Yeah, met some nice people along the way, so we shall reunite in Namchi. There's a reggae bar and an Irish pub and many pool table bars, actually. Might play some snooker. Some snooker. If you will. English billiards. That's like, apparently that's what it is. Either way, I feel like I'll dominate. Go America. Um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.